Greetings and welcome back to another episode of The Bit Between. Today we have Tyler from The Radar Band with us. How are you doing, Tyler? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, man. Good. Busy. Um, or trying to keep busy. But yeah, I'm good. How are yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing really well, thank you. So are you you're in the studio today? Yeah, today we were just practicing, so just in rehearsal room. Um, but it was nice. It's nice to see the boys. We haven't like met up properly and, and practiced in a while. It felt a bit weird. Everyone like masked up and like what is it like five meters apart, all at different sides of the room. But it it was exciting, and um, you, you know we we were all a little bit rusty, but it was nice to to have a jam, and yeah. we all had so many ideas to just like we were just like screaming like oh let's do this, let's do this. So it was it was a really good environment, exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. to like see what everyone's been like up to and playing and everything. Nice yeah. to have a bit of normality as well, isn't it? Hundred percent. Just seeing, just like we're so like we used to maybe like four times a week practice. Yeah. So for that just to stop for months and months and months, it was really like it just felt a bit normal to like hear everyone moaning at each other. It was <laughs> um, it was good. It was really nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, before we get into stuff, do you mind uh, telling people a bit about yourself and uh, your band? Yeah, of course. So I'm Tyler, lead singer, um, and we're, we're the radar band. We're a small, like, upcoming band based in Southampton. We play, like, crazy indie rock tunes to as many people as we can. Um, and we're just kind of trying to make music that people, even if you're, like, sat at home by yourself and you just want to, like, jam out or, like, there's thousands of people at a festival, we, we're, we're, we haven't got a main topic. We just want it to hit as many people as we can and just people just enjoy and uh, and then like laugh and dance and sing to our music that, that's the dream really yeah so so tell tell me a bit more a bit more about the band and the members and how you guys met how it all kind of yeah, came yeah, together of course so we we started off at school that the band changes and so many people have come in left it we're like we collaborate with everyone but like the me and the drummer started off at school uh, and we were like I had nothing to do like um I don't really play football or anything like that um so it was kind of like i need something and i need a hobby so i'm just going to pick up a guitar and hopefully i can like have like a few people who play with me and like we can sing and stuff like that that was kind of the the plan and um yeah no me and georgia were friends before we went to gigs together and we just started jamming out and obviously georgia's our, our drummer and we just started jamming out together at the time like i was kind of just starting off so i didn't know what i was doing and um, it was just so much fun. Like we, we'd start like after school at like three o'clock and like they'd have to come in and tell us to leave. And we were like, what? Because like we, we enjoy it so much and it's so exciting. And still now to this day, like we just, it's like going on a roller coaster a bit. You just, yeah. like it's exciting. Someone comes up with an idea and like, even back then when there was just two of us, if you've got an idea in your head and it comes to life, it's mad. That, that's yeah. the reason like as a band, we, we do things like that and we want, we want to be able to kind of make music that people really like enjoy because you can, you know, a bit about us and we're quite like, uh, you know, I like, I would, I a lot of the time enjoy just playing like smaller venues to like 15 people. If that's like a few people in like our, our little hut we have here watching us, sometimes that's just as good as the gigs in front of hundreds of people because yeah, we, I, I like the point of our band is to connect as much as we can with, mm -hmm. with other people. And, and that's exactly what we're kind of aiming to do. And yeah, we're, yeah, we're really excited to get out and, and hopefully do some more gigs as soon as we can. Yeah. I think, I think the beautiful thing about music is that you can just invoke so much emotion through, through music. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Crazy. So, so, so tell me how you, you say it's all about uh, making connections and, you know, connecting with your audience, with the people who are listening to you. How do you, you go about kind of doing that through your music and through through your sound? Yeah, I think there's there's so there's so many ways of going at it. Um and like there's so much you could go into it, but I think it's like you've just got to have fun. Like don't you like as at least us as a band, like don't stick yourself in like, oh, we've got to be here for an hour at this time recording this we're so like chill about it and i think that's what makes it so interactive because we're fun and like the, the, i think we'll go into it later but the track we just released like it's just a crazy live demo that like an hour before we went on stage we were like you know what let's just play this um and we put it up and like thousands of people have like seen it and commented and we were like you know what we'll put it out everywhere but like i think that's the way we do it just have as much fun as you can and it doesn't really matter too much 
like if you look the part just like we are literally just four lads jamming out wherever and whether that's on like a massive stage in Southampton or whether that's like in our bedrooms um I think the thing that's made it like like people enjoy is just seeing us like throw each other around on stage and people throwing beers at us and having a laugh I think that's what that's what the interaction is with, with such a jokey like upcoming band and I think that's what people enjoy and I think that's how we interact at least with our music yeah and and you're really normal you just form kind of normal yeah. normal guys who are just playing music it makes you really relatable it makes it makes someone like me feel like oh I feel like I could do that I could I connect with you on that sort of level yeah and, and that's exactly what we go for and it's like it's not even an image we put on it, it, we are just literally four lads who really enjoy like playing our instruments and making music together and it's that that we we live for the thrill factor of when we get a song together and it comes out and people enjoy it and we enjoy it and like whether that's us like on a really long night on a walk home listening to the demos like laughing and just being excited about it that that's why we do the music and um I think I think it's important like you see so many artists and smaller artists as well and it's it's not an issue but like being so professional every post is like this is me this is where I am and we're so like we, we do not care at all like we yeah. just want people to enjoy the music and I think that's what's going on and that's what's starting we're starting to see which is really nice but yeah 100% you're, you're on the ball with that we're just so crazy with it and we, we don't follow the rules not in like a bad boy way but we but there's no there's no kind of thing that we we follow so I think that's what people enjoy we're the same as everyone else yeah yeah it's I don't know. It's just it, it makes you so much more relatable because I think what what a lot of musicians will try to do is they they try to stay really professional, like you kind of touched upon. They try to seem like they're mm. they're they're really flying high, and they kind of dis disassociate themselves from their fan base, which kind of kind of leaves you to feel a bit of emptiness or uh, there's just like a divide almost where they're, they're too yeah, professional. Yeah, and it's like your yeah, as an artist, as what like every artist should and normally is such a massive music lover and like when i see a band i'd much rather see them post an acoustic video sat at home than a full like 15k video of like them with like a, a orchestra and stuff it's nice to see those things but people like to see the journey and i, I think like we're we're you know what i mean our, our streams until probably about six months ago was like our mum and dad so we're still on a level of like we we are just playing to to have fun mm -hmm. and um and and that that's what I think that's what people are getting excited about which is really nice to see yeah the authenticity that's the word authenticity I guess yeah 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 so you've released a uh, a new single uh do you want to go ahead and plug that and uh, tell us a bit yeah. about <laughs> yeah that, so yeah, no, we, we played a gig with an absolutely incredible band called Our Propaganda in our hometown. This was in between the COVID madness. Uh, it was like we were allowed to do a seated gig. So it's, it's like, I don't know. If, yeah, it's one of the biggest venues in Southampton. Um, it's a really big venue. It's a, For us, it was a really big venue. To some people, it's probably normal, but we were so thrilled about it. Uh, it's called the 1865. Great venue. And um, they were like, look, boys, they like literally messaged me like, look, do you want to come play it? And we were like, do you know what? Let's go for it. Um Wilf, our, our bass player, it was his first show. So um, it was kind of like, oh my God, and we were all nervous. And because of COVID, um, the manager of our propaganda had to go up and like say, look, can everyone stay in their seats, please? This is the radar. I felt like I was in an assembly. I had to like walk <laughs> through the crowd. But um, yeah, we were like, look, we're just going to play that. We're going to play this new song. We'll come out with it. We, we don't really know it, but let's just see how it goes. So we came out and we played this crazy intro, which you'll, you'll see on the YouTube video. It's got no structure at all. Um, and there's loads of inspo from that and a lot of people know picked up on that but yeah we, we just thought oh let's just play it and like we we built this like crazy intro and all the people are like starting to sit down and it's a really exciting environment and um yeah I just count us in and we go absolutely mad uh, and th there's no there's no structure to the song and that's what people enjoy like from a musical point it, it's impressive in a way I guess but there's there's not really much going on we are just playing and enjoying ourselves and it's almost a warm-up song for us. This is like, yeah. right, we're just about to play to like hundreds of people. Uh, let's sort our shit out. So, um, yeah, no, we we, we played that and, and it, people really enjoyed it. And we were like, look, um, we're going to put it up on YouTube. There, there was a whole film crew there, which was mad for us. Especially like we used to like shooting on our phones in like a crummy practice room. And now we're playing on stage um, with a whole film crew, like a 20 plus team with all like 
the headgear and everything. And it was it was absolutely crazy. One of my one of my good friends, Elliot, he he managed it, and it was insane. So we were like, you know what? Let's put it on YouTube. Like, um, five people will probably watch it, yeah. but um, what? Why not? And like thousands of people have seen it and viewed it, and that's insane. And yeah. so many people messaged me like, look, can you like drop on Spotify? And like. Everyone was like, Darla, you can't do that because you've already dropped the music video. So you're loony to then drop the song because people have already seen it. But I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. So me and the boy, that's what I mean. We, we, we're not really following any system. Yeah. It, we, people wanted to see the song. A lot of artists would have gone, no, like I forgot they should have you know, dropped it the other way. But we were like, do you know what? Let's do it. We weren't planning to really drop it at all, but we were like, and it's not even, I know some people do the whole like fake, oh, we weren't planning to drop it, but we actually weren't. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was our, this was our first ever YouTube video ever to go up. Yeah. Um, we had like zero subscribers made the account the night before which is so exciting but yeah no the, the song is all about kind of taking your time I feel like uh, not as much now but the world is in such like a, a rushed environment um, and kind of days just go by really really fast um, and, and I was chatting to a few people at a party and they were like look well, we've, got, like, we've got to go here after and make sure you're here for this time it's like chill out people so it's kind of just about taking your time and um, it sounds like cliche, but yeah, it sounds like, it's a bit like taking your time and just enjoying, enjoying the, 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 the times when you are partying and jumping around everywhere. And that, that's what it's, that's definitely what it's about. But as I said, there's no, like, I can't give you some crazy definition of what it's about because it is just a raw video yeah. of, of Fallout to really enjoy and are inspired by so many artists yeah. get on stage and give it their best whack. And I think that's what people really enjoyed to see. 100% yeah um so let's let's touch a little bit more on the whole performance side of things you know as you've said a couple of times now you've you've done a lot of live performances um whether it be in front of you know your mum and dad or yeah you know a couple hundred people how how does it feel to be performing and you know showcasing your songs and just jamming out how does it feel to be doing that in front of an audience it's crazy and like this is exactly what i mean it's that thrill of like Firstly, it starts off with one of us boys, whether it's we're together at home by ourselves, right in this little part and just like tap in. And like, I send voice messages into the group chat and like, that's so funny because it's like, right, can you do like a little wow, wow, wow? And George, can you do this? And it's like, <laughs> we're just like building up these ideas. And then we all meet together and we play it and we're like, this could be something. And then a month after that, we're playing it in front of people on stage with a camera crew and sound designers. And like, it's insane. Um, and it's really exciting. And it's the reason we, we do this. Like, I, I don't go wrong, I love playing to my mum and dad, but um, it that's the dream is to keep playing to more people. Like, we, we've seen that, we've all been to the small like, clubs and, and played those shows to like three people. Um, and we, we're starting to build our way up. And, and honestly, the dream is literally just to keep playing to as many people as we can. And as long as all those people are enjoying the music, that, that's all we can do. Yeah. Um... Do you not get nervous because you're not you're not too far away in age from me, are you? I think you're 18, 17, is it? Yeah, I'm 16 and the boys are 17. Yeah. I'm the exactly. young one. Yeah, yeah. So do you not get nerves? Um, I'd love to say I don't because it would make me look really cool. But um, yeah, definitely sometimes. I, th I think it depends the gig and it depends what time we're on as well. I feel when it's your headline, some people would say it scares you more if you're headline, but I, I, know, I know when we, we played a headline back in December, um, it was just a near to sell out headline at the joiners. It was a crazy gig. And um, like the joiners is an iconic venue for, for us as a band. Uh, and, cut, and hopefully we'll be back there as soon as we can. But um, yeah, and, and stuff like that. I know that there's so many friends. Um, no, no one there is like uh, either a fan or hopefully soon to be a fan. But to everyone in that crowd that I've met at some point normally, um, and if I haven't, then I'm going to obviously go up to them before the show and be like, why are you here? This is crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think I get nervous for, a, to, for two big headlines yet. I haven't done many. And we haven't done many headlines. So I can't really go too much into that. But no, not for a headline. For a support, yeah. Especially for a band that we're really good friends with. It's like a job as a support band or a support artist is you're warming up a crowd. And um it, there is a, it is a you succeed or you don't. And, that, and that's a lot of pressure to have. Like, we know how exciting it is to have a headline. And if a band goes on before us and, like, just there, there is ways where you just don't get the crowd ready, then it's not really a headline. So we want to, it's more normally the bands we play for are good friends of us or, or uh -huh. people that we're inspired by. And we want them to go on stage and people already 
be jumping around even if they're talking we want people to already be absolutely sweating yeah. jumping at all times so i think we definitely get nervous and um i think it's good nerves 100 yeah. i think the worst time is like that first song where you go up and you're like oh my god and i'm plugging my amp in and there's been so many times and it happens and it's a live performance when it's what people love, but we're like, oh, um, Tyler's got to switch his amp on or like you've got to turn the mic. Oh, you know what I mean? There's so many things that can happen. I think that's it. Once the first song's done and the first person's jumped in the air, we're, we're away. There's, yeah. there's no, all the nerves go. I think that'd be the same with, with a lot of bands. Yeah, because I'd, I'd, I've never performed. In, I, I actually used to be in a band in, uh, in year seven, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, so I was 12 <laughs> years old. Me and a, a couple of friends uh, had a band called Red Void. And the only right. song we played for about six months, every single lunchtime we'd go, have our lunch as fast as possible or take it to the music suite and then just play for about half an hour. The only song we'd play is Seven Nation Army. That was it. Oh, that Literally, sounds painful. For for six months, that was the only thing we could play. Yeah, I was that on was the, good. I was on the piano and yeah. I can't play the piano. All I was doing was like the same five keys over and yeah, over yeah. and over. It was horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous. So yeah, you know. no, that we get that though, and I think that's definitely something to talk about. It's like it, it sounds bad, but when you've been like when like time, that's a totally that's the reason we're so excited, and I think it's done so well is because we haven't played that in the studio fifty times, and we haven't practiced that a million times, and that's why it's so exciting the new single because. We're just as fresh to it to you. I, I I hear it last week. I was like, I didn't even know that was in there, that part of the song. <laughs> Whereas with, with some of the songs we're working on at the moment, like we're, we're just about to go into the studio to record a new single, hopefully. Um, and it's like, we, we play these songs over and over again. And I love playing them. And that's what I mean when you say you don't go on stage. That's the bit. That's why it's worthwhile. But when you've, especially singing, when I've sung a song a thousand times over and over and over and over again, and then we you know, then you go on stage it's like by the time it's out people are like oh this song's great i'm like well it drives me mad but i'm yeah. glad you enjoy it <laughs> but like yeah. that I, I think that's definitely a big thing and that like it, it, it that's the reason time i think we're so like we are as excited as the people who listen to it are and that's yeah. what i think has helped us yeah i wonder i wonder how uh you know bigger bigger musicians that have songs that just explode and yeah, known for yeah that we were song. saying about that, like Ed Sheeran, he must like, go mad. Yeah, they must be just be sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Completely sick of it, playing the same it's song nice. over and over again. Especially if they're only known for that one song, and that's the only yeah. song that people yeah, want to yeah, hear. Yeah, 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 a one-hit a one wonder. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you scared of that happening to you? What, a one-hit wonder? Yeah. Ooh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think, to be honest, and I'll say this with not too much confidence, but I, I don't think there's such thing as a one-hit wonder. I think... Yeah, you could have one song that does really well, but all in all, 10% of the people who go listen to your one hit is, are going to go listen to the other ones. So even if as all our other songs that have 100 listens and one of them has a billion, I think a few of those people are going to go like listen, go listen to the others. So no, I'm not. And I, 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 don't, I would rather have a, have a smaller group of people who just enjoy all the songs. It's a, yeah. For us, it's not really all about the fame. We just want to play to loads of people. Hmm. So I, I don't mind if, if, if someone... if a mass group of people really enjoy one song and I have to play that all the time. It would probably drive me up the wall, but um, it, it would be good fun, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to disagree just because there's so many examples of an artist just breaking out of nowhere, just coming with this incredible song and then yeah. you just never hear of them again. If, if yeah, that thing yeah, that you yeah. said, which was true, the uh, the 10% of people going to listen, then they'd, surely something else would manifest. Surely another yeah, one of their songs would come you'd think, you'd think. I, re I reckon, I I'm with you in that, like, there's a, they are always going to be playing that one song and that's all they're going to get out of it. But no no person goes to a gig, like, people go to a gig just to hear one song, but whoever it is is not going to play that one song. So if that, one's, if that if one song of ours is the reason that we get to play to a thousand people, all of our songs, even if I don't like the song that's done well, yeah. I, I'm still playing all my songs to thousands of people yeah. back to back. And, and that's the dream. So yeah, I, I'm with you in that. They, they probably would, all the other songs probably would flop. But, but yeah. What happens when you play that one song and everybody yeah. goes ballistic and crazy 
and and you open with that one, you know, really to get the crowd going. Yeah, you'd have to end on it, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. But because nobody else knows the rest of your songs, then you've got a yeah. lot of awkwardness where you just kind you, of got this dead have, crowd. And that's they're spreading it out. I reckon we'd have to do it at the start, the middle, and the end. It'd be like a marathon. <laughs> Every would just other be song, drinks just have it in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be funny. I uh, my uncle went to a a, a concert in Paris. And there's a Kanye West song. I can't say the name of the song because it has a, a, a bad word in it. But if, if is it people any, in Paris? People in Paris. That's the one. Yeah, it's a banger. People in Paris. Um, we'll we'll call it that. And because yeah. they were in Paris when they were playing it, I think they played it eight times in a row. <laughs> oh no way! Yeah, yeah. There wouldn't have been many people in Paris after all of that. <laughs> People would have called it a day. No, no, no. I I think I think it's like so like crazy like i think we should definitely talk about it like doing gigs in other places is such a dream for us um amazing solo artist callum Lintot. and we, we went on a small tour with him must have been like last year yeah like early last year maybe the year before went on his love alone tour he's smashing it at the moment and um it was so cool to like go out and actually play somewhere other than our hometown like we're starting to get to a point now where we've, we've got that kind of big group of people that come to every show we play in Southampton. But to be able to like go play in Portsmouth and go play, like we played in Birmingham and it was insane. I was like, what are we doing here? And like we all crammed into my dad's car and we sat in there like, oh my God. Um, and it, it was it was mad. It, it wasn't the busiest show in the world, but um, it was it was so exciting. And that's the dream for us. And I think like, like we were talking about like gigs in Paris and gigs in everywhere, we, we really do want to get out after this lockdown. And whether that means at the start, we're playing to like 10 people. Hmm. That's, I do not care. I think it's so exciting. And I know we've got, we've got a few promoters in the, in the talks from different places. I just, I think for us, it definitely is a dream to get out and travel more and, and gig more, not even just Southampton, Birmingham, like everywhere. Like I want to, yeah. a lot more up North as well. Um, yeah. so, like up North looks like such a good music scene. So definitely want to kind of get into like Manchester, Newcastle, Leicester with that. A lot, a lot of people kind of contacting us from there, those places. Nice. So hopefully that happens. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just come to York. I'll uh, show you around. Yeah, 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 yeah. York, the big yeah. following from York. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you travel a lot or no? Um, not really. No. I mean, I went to uni in St Andrews, um, and that's that's the furthest I've been away from home, but. I don't yeah. really, I don't really have much reason to travel. To be honest, I've been on holiday, but other than yeah. that, I've not yeah. really had. I love traveling. I really yeah. want to get out more. Um, and I think COVID, and this is for a lot of people. So many more people are eager to get out. That's the um, thing, isn't it? Yeah, like we've got a, uh, um, uh, like kind of she helps us with PR and everything. Paula, she's absolutely insane. Yeah, really helpful to us. And um, she lives in Berlin, and it's like the amount we could do if we could go and like team up right now. And like we could all go around Berlin and do some radios. And even if we were busking to afford yeah. our cruise or our way there, I do not care. But the fact that this person, Paula, who's helped our song do, she's part of the reason it's done as well as it has. I can't even like, we can't even go and meet up and, and like go and play a gig there to like 10 friends. Yeah. That's so weird. Um, and I, I, I know we won't dive too into COVID because it's such a negative like it can be such a negative conversation, yeah. but it is hard, like not being able to team up with people, mm. and um, especially as musicians, we we're the main thing of being a musician is to network. Yeah. And as much as we're a band, every band has other people come in, and and like well, you should you should be writing with other people and talking yeah. to other people and playing with other people, and we we can't do that at the moment. So that's really hard. Yeah. However, at the same time, I, I definitely understand what you're, what you're saying. And like, it would be great if I could at some point, you know, do a lot of my podcasts in person. You get a different sort of mm. connection. And I understand what you're saying. Uh, and with music, it's a lot more important because, you know, you're going to be playing together. But yeah. also you have to kind of consider that it has been a sort of blessing in disguise because I've kind of thought to myself, well, instead of just narrowing it down to getting in contact with people who are kind of around me, I've just gone for people all over the world. Like a lot of my yeah. a lot of my guests have been from the US. They've been from different countries. They've yeah. been one in Puerto Rico. So like, there's this opportunity almost for you to just be like, well, look, let's just use this situation and this opportunity to the best that I possibly can. I guess. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the amount like we've done as well, and I think the amount of new artists that have come out of this is insane. Like. The fact I was never, we were never like big on Instagram and like promoting and stuff, but it's almost like an addiction now. 
we yeah. i am so i find it so exciting to be able to message someone um like uh, a few weeks ago like people started making like fan accounts and stuff and i'm like wow. this is mad like i i am sat like on my laptop like playing roblox with my friends as a laugh <laughs> and people are making fan accounts it's insane like this is what i'm doing when i'm sat playing roblox with my friends having a laugh and someone's made a fan account like it's such a mad feeling so i think there's there's downs and ups with this covid thing but that's definitely been an interesting thing yeah. the fact that the connection from people from everywhere is so much I mean, it's definitely pushed me to put myself out there more yeah i think another strange thing is just the idea of you making something and then somebody else consuming that piece of content. For example, I was going through my YouTube analytics, right? And it's something like 150 hours of my content has been consumed in the last 28 days. Like, that's a lot. And to think that so many different people could have taken that content and it could have changed some, maybe their opinions on something or influenced them yeah. or made them happier, made them more sad or made them think about something. I just find it awesome that, you know, something that I've put out there has impacted potentially impacted somebody else do you kind of do you kind of get that yeah i agree and I, I think there's there's the humble way at it and there's the other way it's like my girlfriend's bullying me about this the other day but it's like i woke up like a call just came out about um and i was sat, sat there reading it she's like why are you reading your own article but it's like little things like that is so crazy that like people are writing up on you and stuff yeah yeah Oof. I wonder how, how does that feel to know that people are kind of not obsessing but concentrating on you a little bit more now you know you said with the fan accounts and with the articles yeah and with the no with the fan accounts it's a bit of a laugh with all of us because it's a little bit like I think if we were like playing shows at the moment to hundreds of people I could understand it but we've we've had a little stalk of course I've got nothing better to do at the moment and like it's like South Africa, America. There's like, they're all from different places. None of them are from England. Um, oh. And I know. And I, I'm all a little confused about how they have found us. Because we only play the people in Southampton. I love Southampton. I will always be playing here. And um, I'm just so, it's so weird. It's really weird thinking I am sat here on my laptop and people are making accounts. It's crazy. It's nice though. I, it's like, and I think... Uh, I, I think it's exciting I guess it's nice to see that people are are enjoying it but it feels weird for anyone I wouldn't call anyone a fan at the moment but, right. and that isn't even to humble myself that's just being normal like mm. we're, we're we're four lads from Southampton trying to play a few gigs no one is a fan to us if anyone in any shows of our crowd we're always going up to them and talking to them and like chatting and everything I think uh, we, I don't really know if for a long time or at least for a little bit I, I don't think I I need any fans. I just want to network with people and be friends yeah. with people and help everyone out. Yeah, I get that. Do you, obviously you want you, the, the goal it seems is to be able to play to more people. Yeah. Uh, but with that, you will lose part of that personal touch. If you, if you've got a crowd of like, let's say, I don't know, a thousand people or you start getting more Spotify listeners and all these things, you, you just will not be able to connect with them people as individuals in the same way. How do you feel about yeah. that? I, I don't feel sad about it. Um, I've, got, I've got to speak for the band as well as me. I know, and this is like a group thing, but festivals are the dream, man. Like, that's the that's the aim, Cole. Like, I, I watch gigs at nightclubs, and then I, we played at nightclubs, and then we watch gigs at grassroots venues, and we're starting to play at grassroots venues, and it's like the amount of festivals I dream about. Like, I sit, we sit on YouTube, or we get it up on the telly on Zoom every night, watching amazing, like I could name thousands, but like Wombats, Libertines, Arctic Monkeys, everything. And that's the dream. Like as much as it's not as intimate, that's why we're focusing now on knowing how to connect with our fans or followers. Um, so then when we do get to that stage, we know how to do it because I I am a massive Arctic Monkeys fan. And um, obviously they have no idea who I am, but in a way I still feel connected to them as artists on just seeing their growing structure. And I think, a long time thinking about it but I think the way we'll be able to keep like intimate and connected with our fans is the fact that we're so like real now like we're so like like we're so down to earth because we should be yeah as we speak so I think people are gonna if in, if in like a few years they see us in, to, in front of thousands of people the connections we've made the messages we sent out that's that's what we're doing like at the moment we're we're sending out like signed postcards to as many people as we can um 
people bought some merch at the, the last show we did. So we invested it all into postcards and got as many as we can. Wow. And like we've got people in from like America, India, like everywhere. Wow. Um, and it's like, that's the thing. I think that's the way we'll, we'll keep it, keep it to that level because we, we've booked a few things, a few um, bigger gigs. And it's like, how are we going to, how are we going to get away with this? Like we're not, we don't have a massive record label or anything like that. So how are we going to do this? Um, and, and that's the way just connect with people and, and, and stay as friendly as we can. Cause yeah. we, we are, that's all we want to do. That is honestly all we want to do. Keep as long as the, the, the crowds keep enjoying the music um, and the friends keep coming along and, and we keep playing and everything for us is perfect. Yeah. Have you had any, have you had any tough shows or, uh, performances yeah, where, man, where so the crowds many. weren't great. Hundred percent. Like, I think if you haven't, then keep playing shows because it's important. I mean, I, I'm de- definitely. Uh, there's so many I could talk about, but it's like, and, and it's something we're really eager on doing. But bands who go on tour and come to Southampton, we will always be up for supporting them. And a lot of people wouldn't, or some people wouldn't, because obviously they know it's not going to be a busy gig. But we, we hope and we know that one day we're going to be in their city and we're going to have no people that are going to come along and they're going to come support us and bring people along. So the amount of gigs we've played with amazing bands that just don't have a mass following in our hometown or places around our hometown is insane. And it's like five of my friends just jumping around. I've never <laughs> had a gig where there, there isn't maybe one, but as a band, I don't think we've ever had a gig where no one's there yet. And I, I'm proud of that. I think, I think but that isn't like... I don't think I've had a gig where I don't have a gig there yet where I've seen like 300 people who I don't know. So that that's the plan. I just want to keep seeing people I don't know and get to know them because that's what I find so exciting. If I normally I sit backstage like the whole time, whether that says a band on before or a band, I'll sit just until I go up. And then when I go up, I'll play and then I'll spend the whole time downstairs. Right. And all the boys ask me like, why don't you just come down and start? But it's like, I really enjoy people not knowing me having no clue what I do, just maybe seeing me like wander up and down to grab like a beer from the bar. And then out of nowhere, I'm like on stage. I think that's really exciting. Um, especially with the 865 show. Um, it was so cool. Cause like I talked to someone at the bar and they'd have no idea who I was. I was yeah. just like, why are you talking to me? And then I see him at the front, like front seat, like listening to me play. He came up to me like, look, I thought you were a weirdo, but like, thanks. I was, like <laughs> it's cool. But yeah, no, I, I, I've never had an awful, an awful, awful gig. Yeah. Um, and I think like because we are quite like, we, we are a really young band for, for what we're doing yeah. so I think we're kind of lucky with that in that yeah, for us true. maybe a bad gig isn't a bad like well I don't think any gig is a bad gig yeah. um, I won't say that with too much chest yeah, but like right. I think a show is a show and mm. we've played gigs where maybe only like 15 people are there but we, we practice to two people in the shed so it's better and it's, it's exciting and everything is practice for us and you know what I've I learned a lot more from the gigs we've learned less people than I do with loads of people yeah so what what sort of stuff have you learned from from them gigs then I think I, I've learned that you don't need people to know the words to know the song that sounds really silly but if there's a room of like this this like group have come on tour uh, amazing band like Skies um, and, and they're on tour all the time they come to Southampton obviously they're not it's not their hometown um, places like Leeds and stuff they'll sell it out but it's not their hometown so they'll come and it'll just be like a, a, a small group that are really big fans of them know all the words and obviously they don't know anything about us but I can still have people singing along as long as you go up with the right mindset if you make people think they know the song they know the song and we don't really write very like catchy la 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 songs so it is hard like we're not slow lyrics we're quite like we're rock and roll do you know what I mean? It's all quite punchy, but as long as you get people interacting with the songs, I, I think uh, playing on stage is a little bit like a game almost, that as long as you play it the right way, you'll end up winning with the crowd. And, and there will, if there's 15 people in a room and you can get them all in a certain like figure of eight shape, moving around, jumping around this small venue, it looks cool. Photographers love it. So that's what I've learned. I've learned how to, well, I'm still learning, but I'm learning how to work a small crowd. So then when I get to these even bigger crowds, I can handle them. So I think you honestly do have to get it step by step. And like, I know we were talking earlier about these like um, one hit wonders. It, the, probably one of the main reasons they don't manage to blow is because they're not, they, they haven't done anything. They've just been stuck out of nowhere. They've gone from playing like two pub gigs every week to like thousands of people. You do need to work your way up. And that's exactly yeah. what we're doing. And we're learning so much from it every gig. You need to get that experience under your belt, I guess. So you can, yeah. you can deal with them sort of things. Yeah. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Um, so when you were getting started, it, it seems like you, so. How, how actually? How long has the band uh, officially existed for? The name, because um, me and Georgia has been in it from the start. Everything moves around a little bit, but I'd say like two and a half, three years. Okay. Okay. So, so not long. Not not that bands. long. And and you were you know you were pretty young back then, and you still are really young. Yeah, so when you were getting yeah. started, like, how did you actually go about uh, doing stuff? How did you kind of learn how to play? How did you um, get gigs booked? How did you kind of work your way up? That? Yeah, that's so that's so um, so hard to explain because I honestly think it's different for every person. Like as me and like I, I started as a like, solo artist by myself playing pubs. And I think if like we're just talking to musicians here, because I know a few musicians probably watch this and any gig is a gig and if you if you're if some mate offers you playing in their garden to four people for 30 quid and a crate of beers play that gig because that's what's helped me any little show is a show so i think going back to your question yeah just keep keep playing and enjoying and enjoying what you're doing that's massive yeah so let's say tomorrow i wanted to uh start a band start start yeah. or, or become a musician start writing stuff what sort of advice would you have uh, for me i'd say social media is massive and and people you've got to remember a lot of bands who you will look up to whatever, whatever genre you are they didn't have social media and you still know their name 40 years past that so you've got an advantage already where you we are already one up you've got a platform there which if you could maybe put time sometimes money just effort normally into you can you can reach the world with that which is a key to anything and um i just say put your work in on the music don't get too distracted with the other things and any song is a song and you're, you're writing songs not just for you to enjoy the people need to enjoy it as well so remember that but the advice i'd give main thing take any show really do take any show you can get um, as long as it's safe and it's, it's a good venue and it's known or it's a place where you know take it and go and play it and enjoy it and um release music we like we were so slacking on that we released like one song um, and that's why there's gonna be so much new music we're in the studio we're, we're like we're working with some, some good producers we're out playing don't be too much of a live band and don't be too much of a studio band you honestly do have to mix it if we're talking about bands you honestly do have to mix it in that get out and play your live shows but also give people music. And whether that's just you putting a phone in a pillowcase in the corner behind your amp so it picks up something and you put it up on SoundCloud and 10 people listen to it. Next time you play that gig, 10 people have heard that song and it's yeah. like they are now a fan. And they, they, they might have been a friend, but if someone knows your songs in a way, they're a fan of the music. So definitely just record and put out or just send people things. And, yeah. and networking is such a big thing. And we've learned that over this COVID crisis on how mad that can be. Yeah. Like, the fact that even me and you are on a call right now is insane. Like we're in both two different places. We're on two totally different journeys. So I think networking is massive. What message everyone, I've got thousands of messages to people. I send messages every day to random people. Inspiring. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend just DM everyone. And it, you know, what's the worst that happens? They don't message back. Yeah. There's that fear of rejection though, isn't there? There's that fear of like not being cool enough and, and and all these other things that are kind of kind of a load of rubbish when you think about them uh, a little bit more, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think people sometimes do get... It is important to have an image, but people sometimes get a little bit worried about what their image is and how they portray themselves. And you can overdo it. And you, I think, as well as us being young, we've learned that you can overdo it and you can underdo it. But I think if sometimes you do have to get rid of the whole, like cool rock and roll band persona and be honest and be like look this is this is a live demo we've given it our best shot you know if you can give it a listen give it a listen because people enjoy that more yeah. and don't don't if you've got 50 followers on instagram or like you've got you've got like a thousand followers on instagram you're we're not all arctic monkeys yeah you know like we're not all the libertines you're, you're not there yet and that's fine but be honest with yourself and be honest with your followers because that's what they want to see um yeah. so yeah that's definitely what i'd say and i think one thing that uh, is really important that I've seen, I think I saw it more with um, a clothing brand that I, I really like at the moment. 
the guy who that I just was speaking about earlier, who was from Puerto Rico, the way that he yeah. kind of met me was through d- DMing me and talking and saying like, oh, I'd, I'd like you to check out my brand and stuff like that. And now it's got to the point where, you know, I've uh, I've got his number, FaceTimed him before. I've, you know, uh, helped him out on different projects. He's helped me out. He's been on my podcast, all these things. And like such an incredible relationship can just come from that personal touch that you can give on social media. You know, it's just yeah. crazy to think that such a small thing like just one DM can evolve into so much more. I mean, you know, you see, you hit me up saying that you'd love to come on the show. I was like, yeah, sure. And who knows where this could go? Maybe you could come to York and play and I can see you or we can do another yeah. podcast further down the line. And it all just helps and to grow you, grow me and all these things that people. Yeah, people don't no one, no one is it. ever. Yeah, no one is ever like too small. No, I think artists can be too big to to recognize you. And it, it happens, and sometimes they will, and sometimes they won't. But no small artist is gonna kind of never get a chance. If if someone messages me with five followers, I haven't got loads of followers. Like we haven't got loads of followers on Instagram, but we're always gonna message back. And it's not about your following; it's about the content you're putting up. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying just keep posting content because you're either gonna stay at the same following or get more. Not normally, unless you post something like that people really don't like. Yeah. Um, not normally you're gonna lose loads of your followers. So yeah. just keep posting. People would rather something that isn't your best, but something than nothing. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous about what you post or the songs that you put out there? Because I know I've got, you know, a little bit nervous and there's a bit of fear of judgment where I'm like, oh, will other people like this? And, you know, what what will people think? And I guess the only way that I've got through it is just pushing past it and being like, well, I want to put this out there. I will. Do you ever feel like there's that kind of feeling whenever you're putting out a song or any piece of content on social media? hundred mm, percent. I think, and like um, my lead guitarist, Ed, he, um, he makes a really good point in that. It's not we're nervous to put out the thing we're putting out now. It's more we're nervous to put out the next thing. The same when we are with our gigs, like I mentioned, we're always trying to move up. We're the same with our music. So we posted a track a year ago. We, we really were not, not a fan of the track. So we posted this live demo. And we're, we're really happy about it. We know, it's, we know it's not our best, but we're really happy about it. So now we're, ner- we're not nervous to release our next one because we know it's better than the other one. But after we've released this next track, it's like, shit, we've got another, we've got to top this. And it's like, we've only really cited by them, we would have done three singles. Like, what about when we get to eight singles? You know what I mean? I'm like, hopefully we're coming together, like, probably a bit before then, but getting an EP or something together. It's like, all of those songs need to beat all the other songs. Yeah. How, how do you, and that's what I think for us, I don't think it's the same for many bands, but for us, that's what's scared. We don't we don't mind when we drop something as long as it's better than it was before. Content is yeah. content, but it's like the next bit. Like we've just put this out. How are we going to top this song? Yeah, like, and that's tough because having that improvement mindset where you want to drop drop things that are better and improve upon yourself is good. But then, I completely understand. Like when I want to when I want to release a podcast or when I uh, am making a video or something like that, like I'm constantly thinking to myself, is this as good? or better than the last thing that I put out there. Yeah. And when it isn't, I feel really bad. I'm like, this has gone down from where I thought it was before. Like, why yeah. am I even bothering to release this? Like, I've had podcast episodes where I'm like, that could have been better, you know? And I have had yeah. better ones than this. Um, and that that's kind of a really annoying feeling, but you just gotta, you just got to get on with it, I guess, and, and keep making more stuff, I guess. 100%. I think no... Oh, this, I can't say this too much, but... No content isn't good for anyone. Um, and if someone is a follower of you, really, if it's okay to you, it's probably good to them. Yeah. And they're going to really enjoy it. And and people aren't, aren't like, look, they're not subscribed to you and they're not fans of us or followers of us because they like one video. They should really be a follower or a fan overall. They just like you or us as a person yeah. as a, and as a band or as, an, as a, you know, whatever. So I, I think... You know, I, I totally get what you mean. It's like if we release a song and, it, and the next one doesn't do as well, that's really kind of crushing. And we haven't had that yet, so it's all right. But I think, like, also with stuff like Instagram, there'll, there'll be something like we'll post like, a video thing, have an off, and like a thousand people will see it. And then we'll post a video that's really important to us that we spent time on about like a new single. 
and it, like, it, won't, it won't get like a couple hundred views and we're like what what is this all about but i honestly think it's all to do with algorithms and it's it's so interesting but just keep posting things and i do always remember like you, you can always get rid of something yeah. like we there's the odd post that doesn't do well and it's like been up for a few days nothing's never undoable and if if it's not done very well then it doesn't matter if you delete it because not that many people saw it so i don't think you know i don't think there's ever there's always a way of going back 100 percent hmm I, I, there's this one YouTuber that I watch, he's called Clicks Philip, and I think his most popular video on YouTube is literally just a video of him um, near some quicksand, and it's got like four or five million views, however he's had projects and videos that he spent months and months and months on, and they're like among his least viewed videos. It makes no sense, it seems like the, the Instagram or the YouTube algorithm just doesn't care. And, yeah. and and shows no value to how much effort you put into it. It's it's quite annoying sometimes, isn't it? It's, it's, it's annoying. It's frustrating. And you've got to think, though, like, it's Instagram is not a small platform. So it's yeah. it's impossible for them to to know those things, to know that someone spent a long time. Um, like, they might spend a bit of time on Kim Kardashian, but they're not going to spend a bit of time on the millions of artists on there. Yeah. So, I so, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But I think you just got to keep posting things and, and keep hoping that people enjoy it. And the other side of it is if we post a song that isn't our favourite, we're never going to put anything out that we, we don't enjoy playing. Yeah. But then we post something that we love. If people really enjoy the one that we're not 100% sure about, we're going to keep playing that one. So maybe just, if, you know, if, if his video is doing well because he's in quicksand, maybe he should just stick to quicksand because he <laughs> might really enjoy the projects. But mm. and normally there's a way of, in, like, like, if we release like a totally weird jazz track tomorrow and it popped off, that doesn't mean we still can't be indie rock and that doesn't yeah. mean we can't include that in. It doesn't mean he can't slip into slipping sand while he's doing his three month projects. There's always a way of, if this is what people like and this is what the algorithm likes, then I think it's learn. It is all a learning curve. And that's that's the difficulty though. That's the difficulty because you see a lot of individuals or artists who have that one hit wonder or that one viral video, whatever that might be. And then they feel like, well, I need to make this again, but different, but not too different, because then the people who like this won't watch it. Yeah, it's but a hard balance. It's, it's a really difficult one to kind of get enough of yourself, enough of what you want to do, but also bring the audience that you've got from that other thing. It's it's tough. And yeah, I think that's that's probably why sustainable growth and, you know, if let's say your band grows really, let's say slowly and sustainably over the next five years to the point where, you know, you have like a decent big following where, you know, people all all around the country know your name, that's probably or could potentially be better for you than just one song that goes crazy for about three months, you're all over the radio and then nobody ever hears of you again. Because in that time where exactly. you're... you're building that sustainable growth you learn so much more than you do in that short period of time that you get that hit if you understand yeah 100 100 percent. yeah so we had a, a couple of questions from instagram uh one of yeah. them was uh what would you guys be doing if uh you weren't doing music you and the band do you know what if i wasn't doing music i don't think i'd be doing anything that's a really sad <laughs> yeah. thing like I, it's quite a big thing to me and that people have something like everyone has something they enjoy in yeah. in some way um, and music's what like what I love. It's not I don't just like I don't do it to play at gigs. I really do just enjoy everything. Yeah. Like people don't realize how much music is everywhere. Like literally everywhere. Um, so and for someone who is a musician, loves music and knows music's everywhere, I don't really know what I do about music. It sounds a bit cringy, but there there isn't really much much I'd be up to. I'd probably find something else to do. But I really I really enjoy really enjoy it i know i know we're all kind of doing different things the um the the boys are all would stick with me on that music's a massive thing george is like off to cardiff uni soon um he's like a genius scientist like there's a we, we all have different things we we enjoy doing as, apart from that but i i would i would say music's kind of our thing and it's what we really enjoy so uh just a, qu a quick detour when it comes to getting older, you know, you guys might be going off to unis and stuff like that. What's the what's the plan there, or have you have you not thought ahead that far yet? I think, and this is something we've learned over COVID, in that you can kind of be able to work from distance. We're all lucky enough to have saved up and worked for good enough equipment, so that 
me and George and Wilf and Ed and whatever, we can send tracks to each other from home. We haven't been able to see each other, but we've been making songs. So I think, I don't know. I think everything happens for a reason. We, we enjoy and love music so much that we will never stop. Um, things may change around, but we'll, we'll always be playing and the radar will always be somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't think we really think too much into it. I don't think it's worth like stressing about. I know a lot of bands have this problem and we're not like 25 and work around our jobs. Like we are, yeah. we are all a bit younger, all kind of going off to uni and doing different bits, but we, we love, we love the band and we've got loads of singles. Kind of all, we're working on loads of singles that are pre-recorded. So even if tomorrow everyone got shipped off to different countries, we could still keep it going for like a year. Like we, yeah. we don't, we don't, we're, we've got a bit of a run ahead of us, luckily. So we're, we're okay for now. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, another question was, what is your dream gig? Oh, um, I'll answer for me because the boys will tell me off if I if I answer for all of us. So I don't. I know Ed will like. Um, I don't even know. For for I'll say a festival, any festival. Uh, I know that's not yeah, but gig wise, oh, I don't know. Jesus, I'd want it to be in Southampton, definitely because it's my hometown. Um, so maybe Southampton Guildhall. That's like the biggest one here. Um, I, I like I, I've seen the clubs I've done the clubs I've seen the, the joiners I've done the joiners um, I want to keep doing these things but I've seen the Guildhall um, I've seen like Tom Grennan Jake Bug, Ellie Ingram all of these amazing artists Tom Walker massive inspirations to me at the Guildhall so to be able to say oh that's the next step so yeah. I say oh we, we've now done the Guildhall yeah and it is doable like I know it sounds crazy but if you have the right mindset and you make that your number one thing yeah. everyone can do it yeah. how big is the Guildhall like thousands. Okay. Like yeah, a, yeah. I don't, like I don't exactly arena know. Kind of thing. It, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's an arena, but it's like it's like most guild halls. It's I think it's like over a thousand people in every wow. like first floor, second floor type of Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. Big eyes. Like Make it happen, eyes. man. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Festivals is the plan, though. I just want to be playing in the sun. Our, our, we we are a live band, and like we, we love being a live band. Um, as much as we got studio songs and stuff, but we haven't fully dived into playing out in the sun yeah. um, I know you spoke to a friend of mine Hyphen yeah. he, he went and did Redden and Leeds and yeah. he said it was incredible so it's like yeah so definitely getting out a bit more obviously at the moment that's in a bit of a hole but we do have a few things in the works yeah. that are big shows so yeah that's nice yes, that's good to hear that's good to hear so before we uh, wrap things up I like to ask my guests uh, a series of questions uh, just to, to finish things off so on, these might get a bit personal a bit deep but they're the same no, for everybody yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, this is, we're just going to go straight in. Do you have any regrets? Uh, music-wise, or just all in all? Anything, anything goes. Um, should have concentrated more in school. You know, that's the only thing I'd say. I know everyone says that, but um, yeah, I I I I was a bit pissed around. Um, you're, still, you're still in school though. Well, I mean college, but I mean okay. like before yeah. college, like GCSE school. Yeah. Um, I should I should have been more in the pool because it, it honestly does affect you more. And um, oh, any regrets? There's there has probably been the odd email for a gig, and I, I you kind of got to preach what you say a little bit, but there probably has been the odd really bad gig um, that I've ignored, or the odd email saying I'll oh, email us if you want to be on the radio. They're they're regrets that I'm really making change now. Yeah. Um, because I like. That's a big thing. That that could that could have. There's that bit in the back end. That kid could have. There could have been someone there. So that that would probably be my only regret. If I could go back, maybe a year ago, just do everything you can, and yeah. um, whoever you're playing with at the time, just really enjoy every moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of. Uh, you can answer this in two ways. So, what is it that separates you from everyone else? First, go for you as an individual, and then you as a band. The radar. So. Oh, for me, I don't know. I think I'm pretty crazy, to be honest. I really don't. I, I was like, in school, I was quite, uh, I think like a lot of people, um, I really cared about what other people think. Whereas now I really don't. Hmm. Um, I think sometimes that's bad, but I, I really don't care anymore. I'm quite, I think music's really showed me a, a passionate kind of rock and roll mindset of just do yeah. what you want to do. And as long as you're not really causing anyone any problems, go for it. I think that's such a big thing thing at the moment with everything you could talk there's so many things we could go over black lives matter lgbt there's so many of these topics which that like abides to and honestly if it, it like just do you if you need to make a stand go for it and that, that's definitely my mindset of just 
do whatever you want to do. And um, just, yeah, that, that's probably for the band. What, what was the question again? Just so I'm in. What is it that makes you uh, different or stand out from everyone else? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What makes us stand out? I think young. A lot of, I don't want to talk about it too much because everyone says we're young. But yeah, we, we are young. We are younger. Like, I don't think many other people, even in Southampton, could name me like more than five bands who are our age and, and play the shows we play. Um, so definitely being young and the the environment we're, we're building on stage is, is starting to be something really different yeah. to, to what people, what other people are doing. Yeah. That community, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a little bit similar to, to another one, but what would be some advice uh, to your, to your younger self, even younger? Even younger. Jesus. Well, um, I'll just speak for me. I think, ooh. Um, look, oh, look after your voice more. I think people really need to know that. Like, sounds so such a silly thing to say, but your vocal cords are really, really important, even not as a singer. I, I do a lot of research into it, and I find it really, really interesting. And um, it's really important to look after your voice, especially as a singer. It's, a, it's not normal to be shouting and screaming and singing every single day. Not so, yeah. I'd look after my vocals more because now I'm having to do double the work vocal steam and daily and a lot of peppermint tea. So, um, yeah, definitely just kind of look after your vocals more. How sorry, it's I... not a very interesting answer, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. How do you actually look after your vocal cords? Because I've, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, no, I reckon every artist it does it has a different way, but vocal steaming is massive. Like uh, uh, backstage, you'll always see people with like a bowl. And I mean, if you're not at the O2, you'll see people with, like a bowl and a kettle just kind of like steaming your vocals. So, yeah, l- luckily, Ed, my lead guitarist, he, he, he is a decent singer as well. So if I'm if I've sang for like three hours straight and I need a bit of a break, he will um he'll kind of help me out. So I think definitely having a partnership and that's why it's good to work with other people. Um, so that's one way someone helps me. And um yeah, yeah, just vocal steaming as much as you can and looking after it. Right, nice. Uh, how much of the of the uh, success that you've had? You know, you guys have had a, a lot of success considering how how young you are. You know, you've played in front of uh, you've played in front of a lot of people for your age, and you've got your track just now that's hit a few thousand views and things like that. How much of that success is down to your hard work, and how much of it is down to chance? It sounds really like cocky to say, but I think all of it's hard work. Maybe five percent is chance. Like I'd say the five percent would be like the random people in America who made a fan account. So that's the chance side. That's really small. But apart from that, we work really hard. To be honest, we don't. We're like we like like I said, like many upcoming artists, which I have so much respect for and bands. It is just kind of us. We, we have a few people on board, but we're not like a we're not part of a record label or anything. So all the annoying Snapchat messages that I send to everyone, all like the Facebook messengers, the day before stressing that it's going to go up on time. I think that hard work pays off 100%. I'd say that's what it is. Nice, nice. And the final question, uh, if you had everybody in the world listening to this podcast right now, what would be your one message to them? Uh, Everyone in the world listening right now. Uh, like no i don't want to go i don't want to make it covid related because that's so sad just yeah don't it sounds so so cliche but really don't be too bothered about what other people think i I know i know that's quite a cringy thing to say but to actually learn that and think about it it's mad like people really and it's it's a little bit sad but people really don't pay that much attention to, to to whoever you are and unless you're bringing in bad attention so just keep good attention and you know like all in all, it's really important looking after yourself as a person. Um, uh, and I know we talked about that, but like mental health is really important. And like, it, you know, people just, I think sometimes, including me, you worry about other people too much. So just focus in on yourself a little bit and take a step back because it's, it's, it is your job to care for people, but it's their job as well. So spend a bit more time not worrying what other people think, just worrying what you think and what you're doing right. And um, don't be too negative. Hmm. That was a that was a really great message, Tyler. Uh, if people want to stream your song, find your stuff, where can they go? Yeah. So our new single "Time" is a live demo. It's out now. Um, where you can find us on Instagram everywhere. We like the Radar Band. So go check us out. Um, 
But yeah, on Spotify, literally just search Time by the Radar, iTunes, TikTok, Instagram, it's everywhere. Um, and we're kind of always, like like we've talked about, we're kind of all always on Instagram. So if anyone messages any questions or just wants to chat, we're, we're always down for that. But yeah, you, you can find our singles out. I, I definitely go give us a follow on Instagram because we're on there all the time, back to back. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on this episode, man. Um, hopefully I can get you and the boys um, on in a couple months' time. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Know. When there's some new music, we'll, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. Uh, do, we, do we get like an exclusive performance, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. We might give you a, a little live track. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Bit Between. I've been your host, Subi Mahmood, a.k.a. The Sab Dog. Make sure to check out the Radar Band on Instagram and stream their song Time on YouTube and on Spotify. And if you enjoyed this episode, you might like an episode I did with Hyphen. He's a rapper from London and he tells his story on The Bit Between, so make sure you go and check it out. Thank you very much once again for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode of The Bit Between.